Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week Travelers Championship. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there is Joe Idoni. Joe, good to have you, bud. What up, man? Glad to be back another week in the saddle with you. Um, exciting week, obviously, coming off the U.S. Open. I know that you made a brief appearance there on Thursday, so good stuff. Great to see you out there on the grounds, and uh, it was an exciting and a flurry of activity on Sunday in Jack Market last week. That leaderboard, which <laughs> turned on its head, there were nine guys within a shot uh, as they're getting to the back nine on Sunday of a major championship was like the perfect jock market leaderboard and the way that everything shook out. We, we were kind of talking before we went hot. Some of these guys who posted early, Guido Migliozzi, uh, Harris English, their numbers got better throughout the week. I think you have some some information on uh, on, on how Bryson's stock fell on Sunday. Yeah, so it was pretty fun. I was texting with our guy Dave over there earlier. And first of all, I believe it was either, um, they weren't quite sure, either the biggest or the second biggest uh, jock market week that they have ever had. Um, wow. So a ton of people, it's, it was more in-game, sort of in-tournament trading that we have ever seen before. And one of the interesting sort of case studies was on the uh, polar Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, so Dave texted me that there was a point in time, I believe it like around 545, 6 o'clock-ish on Sunday when he was making the turn that he was going for over $20 a share in the jock market. People were unloading shares of Bryson. He ended up paying out 644 So <laughs> wild swig there. But we saw that with a lot of guys, right? We kind of saw it with Brooks. We saw it on the other end with English and Migliazzi. So it was it was an awesome finish. Yeah, when English posted, he was probably going for, I don't know, 10 bucks or his value was probably 10 bucks a share, something like that. And I have it right here. Ended up paying $18 a share. He IPO'd last Wednesday at 423. So as he was just sitting in the clubhouse, if you were holding shares of English, they were becoming more valuable basically by the minute. Yeah, no doubt. That's funny. Yeah, that he ended up finishing 18th because you're right. When he did finish, I think all of us had the feeling that's a really good number, but that's not going to sort of threaten the leaders because you saw the big names still out there on the course. You knew that 18 was a birdie hole. Um, you knew that 13 was potentially a birdie hole. So there were opportunities that existed out there, and it just seemed like nobody really rose to the occasion except one John Rahm. And he ends up hoisting a trophy, winning his first major championship. If you're new, this is the jock market. This is stock market DFS. This is your power hour for the next hour or so. We're going to be talking through all things jock market. This is your opportunity in this moment to bid on shares of golfers. That phase is going to end right before 9 p.m. Eastern time. If you are one of the high bidders, you're going to get shares allocated to you. And that's where the in-game trading starts that Joe and I have been talking about over the course of the last couple of minutes. You can buy and sell shares from Thursday through Sunday as the tournament is going on. And Joe, I've got, you know, I've been showing the data here, which is on rickrungood.com. You can now download this information. But you mentioned your guy Guido last week, last Wednesday, Two dollars and five cents. That's what we would call a penny stock, my friend. Finished at fourteen dollars a share. So for every share of Guido you had, you made eleven dollars and ninety-five cents. Yeah, he was good. He was the gold standard of sort of my portfolio last week. Had a pretty good week. Ended up finishing, uh, I believe, fifth on the leaderboard last week. So it was a ton of fun. That's kind of you know, I just had a lot of guys 
all my guys actually make the cut. And then you had Guido sort of make the surge on Sunday at a low price. So uh, the biggest ROI return of the week there was Guido, followed by Harris English. But, you know, I, all in all, the week was all about Jock Market's favorite son, John Rahm. Like, what a finish by him, sort of the Father's Day, the redemption of Memorial. Uh, it was awesome to see, even though I had no interest uh, financially in John Rahm winning, it was still exciting uh, as any golf fan just to watch. If you follow along, yeah, okay. I was I wanted to check in on this. John Rahm, historically, the most popular player in jock market history. Seemingly, whenever he's in the field, seemingly the most expensive golfer. And now, finally, this is the first time he cashed a $25 a share. It's the first time he's won in the jock market era. Because remember, this, this really just started last summer. There hasn't been a cash market uh, every single event. But now, I mean, now we have. But this is the first time that he's paid out the full $25, Joe. So I don't think that popularity is going anywhere, my friend. Not at all, no. And I think he, he closed right around the yeah $11 mark there. So yeah. essentially he would have had to finish in 10th or better to pay that off, which we know his his tendency to do that uh, over there on the West Coast and in tournaments in general. So definitely the first time that we've seen him really make that leap to getting the full $25 a share. So congratulations, anyone who had John Rahm last week. Great pick. If you are looking to get in the action, there's a couple of ways you can do so. We're giving away a lot of money. Uh, first and foremost, if you would like to use that code right there, power, it will give you up to a $50 deposit bonus, which means if you deposit 20, you get 20, 30, you get 30, 100, you get 50, up to $50. That's the best deposit bonus that Jock Market has offered since We've done this. And then also, while you're here in the Power Hour, while you're here in the chat, go ahead and comment with your Jock Market username. We've got $100 to give away. We'll give them out in $20 increments five times throughout the show. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, make sure to drop those as well. We'd prefer this to be a little bit interactive. Joe, we turn our attention to a field that I think is pretty impressive for the week after a major championship. I think we've got five of the top nine, five of the top 10 players in the world here. This is really a testament to how well run the travelers event is the course that everybody seems to like that they could pull this field from the opposite coast the week after a major championship. You nailed it. Uh, I think it's totally a testament to the course setup. I think that they do a lot of good things in the sort of um, charitable lines as well that the players can really get behind. The course is, it seems that they, they rave about the course setup every year. It's not very long. We know that, but uh, there are definitely tricky elements of it, particularly on the back nine. And I think that the players just genuinely really enjoy this event. So yeah, we have a great feel. We have a, a large sort of contingency of guys at the top who contended last week who are the bigger names in the sport good balanced middle of the field. And then we've, we've got a ton of guys sort of looking for that breakthrough uh, PGA tour appearance. I've had the opportunity to speak to a couple of players who are going to be in the field this week. Those interviews, I believe coming out on the first cut feed Friday. Uh, and I guess at this point cool. I can name them Jason day and Max Homa and Joe, the story that I've heard, uh, these greens are spicy. I heard they're running about 13 and a half on the stimp. They are absolutely lightning fast right now. <laughs> I could imagine. I know that they're like, you know, classic Pete Dye greens, which he, he definitely makes them tricky on a lot of these shorter courses. So uh, it should be interesting. I know that they got a little bit of a rain earlier this yeah. week. So who knows if that slowed them down just a hair, but 
Um, always a fun tournament. I look forward to it every year. I expect nothing less this year. And I think the reason that you get um, maybe the big name players don't care about this, but you get a strong, deep field is because really anybody can win, right? I mean, Jordan Spieth won here, Bubba three times, of course, uh, Chez Reavy. It's really one of the few courses that doesn't require you to be long. Does it help? Of course, it helps everywhere to be hitting a shorter club in, being able to spin the ball, all that good stuff, but uh, does not require you to be a bomber. No doubt. Yeah, we've seen uh, winners sort of come from all areas with different sort of skill sets, which is fun, right? It makes it a great week, not only in the betting market, but particularly in jock market, because you can find some of these guys who maybe have a particular skill set, um, like like pitching wedge, right? They're great with their sort of 100 to 125 range. They're not really long off the tee. They can compete this week, right? So if they if all things sort of click, they have a good putting week, um, we can definitely see some guys that, that surprised us every year. We saw Will Gordon last year. I know Brendan Steele was up there. I had a lot of Ryan Armour last year who, who ended up finishing sixth and like outplaying Rory in the final round. So we can see everything at this sort of event. Uh, it's it's typically a great finish, and, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, let's look forward to it. Then let's kick it over to the big board and reveal the live pricing and your most expensive golfer in the jock market as of right now. The defending champion, Dustin Johnson. He is currently $6.50, which means if you are an investor in Dustin Johnson at $6.50, you need him to finish about in top 25 or better. Certainly something Dustin Johnson is capable of doing. So certainly I don't expect this price to stay anywhere close to this, Joe. I mean, this is, he's a weird guy to figure out. He probably hasn't been very profitable in the jock market uh, this year, but I'm always a little nervous when I fade him. No doubt, yeah, especially coming back to a place where he won. Well, this I remember sort of definitively because I was on DJ here last year. This was that tournament where he had a big betting number. Everyone had kind of doubted him, and this was like the starting point of that epic run that he went on where all of a sudden uh, he won the Tour Championship. He ended up winning the other event up there in the Northeast. It's slipping my mind right now, Northern Trust or something like that by a million then he won the Masters. So this was like the start of the fall of DJ was kind of right here. I remember this is where we were first introduced into the uh, DJ Seven Wood, where he busted that out here. And like that became sort of a storyline coming down the stretch. So um, played fantastic here last year. I expect him to sort of, uh, if not clear the $10 mark, get really close to it tonight. Yeah, certainly. Well, here's what we're going to do. We usually spend the next, uh, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes or so talking through the board, talking through the players, talking through the pricing, answering any questions that come up in the chat. I'm going to I'm going to do two things real quick here. I'm going to give away our first $20. So that is uh, going to go out right now to GS. Luke, congratulations. We'll get you set up with that. If you would also like to win $20, make sure your jock market username is in the chat. The next thing we're going to do, Joe, is we are introducing a new segment this evening called Market Movers. And there's a graphic. Look at that. Joe did that. It's right there. It's very nice. It's a nice bull. I like that. Love um, it. Talented. This is where we each we each go through and we, we, we pull out one blue chip stock, one penny stock and one guy in the middle that we don't have a cool name for yet <laughs> yeah if you have any suggestions for like a safe middle of the road uh uh terminology for a stock drop it in the chat we'd love to have it but um yeah you want to start us off yeah i mean okay so so here we'll start with you want to start with blue chips or do you want to start with penny stock let's start with blue let's, chips 
Let's start at the top. Yeah. Let's start at the blue. Okay. Uh, my blue chip, I think, is Bryson DeChambeau, which is a little bit scary to me because Bryson is – uh, very, very volatile. We know that he's coming off of that uh, very ugly back nine on Sunday at Torrey Pines. However, played 68 holes like the U.S. Open champion. And he's got three straight top tens coming around uh, TPC River Highlands. He is, I, I think he's going to decimate the front nine. The front nine is Bryson Alley. There's a, kind of a drivable par four for him. There's a par five. The two longer par threes are both on that side. He, I, If he... If he doesn't decimate the front, it's over. If he does, I'm, I, I, the rest of the field should be scared. So I believe I'm willing to pay up for Mr. DeChambeau this week. I love it. I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction with my blue chip pick, Paul Casey. Right. Uh, number one in the field over the last 24 rounds, T to green. Great course history here. I think like four top fives in like his last six starts. Paul Casey is like kind of becoming one of these guys to me where – um, a la like someone like Bubba, where he just has his spots that he always plays well. This seems to be one of them, along with Valspar and other things like that. But he's just been on a really sort of underrated great run because we don't see him quite as much anymore. But last week at the PGA, it was $5.22 a share, ended up closing at 16 Uh The U.S. – I'm sorry, that, that was at the PGA. The U.S. Open last week, $6.50 per share. Ended up closing at 12. So he's basically doubled his money the last two times out in really strong fields at courses that I don't necessarily had the same great setup that he has this week. My blue chip pick of the week. It's a little bit of a gamble, but I'm going Paul Casey. All right. JG in the chat says we should call the middle guys mid cap, which would be, I think that's an okay name. We'll see if we can get anything better Love than it. that. So our mid cap picks, I'm going with Matthew Wolf here and Wolf is a, a guy. Yeah. Last week he went for $3 and 75 cents. He paid out $8 and 25 cents. And I dare I say looked like Matthew Wolf from last summer. The metrics were all there. The driver was back. That's been the biggest concern for me. He hit his irons well enough. He putted great. If, if that version of Matthew Wolf is back, Joe, I want to be very early because you're not going to get an opportunity to be late. You're going to get him at Rocket Mortgage and he's going to be $10 a share. Or you're going to, you know, some of these places where he can just bomb it without regard. I, I want to try to get him now, then pay up the premium later. That's the way I'm going on Matthew Wolf. Yeah, you've always been kind of rather early than be late on someone. I think that you're right here. Look, yeah. the, I, I'm a totally a believer in the importance in uh, mental health and, and focus and all these type of things that sort of can trickle down in a game like golf uh, into your actual swing. So uh, great to see him healthy. Great to see him happy out there. Great to see him playing well. I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction. You went with the young guy. I'm going to kind of go with the old guy here. Stuart Sink. I like Stuart Sink. I think he's going to kind of finish in that 5 to $6 range this week. A couple of things. Uh, one, last time the U.S. Open was played at Torrey Pines in 2008, the following week at the Travelers Championship, Stuart Sink won. He's got oh. two wins at the Travelers over the years. This is where he got his first career start on the PGA Tour. He has a special sort of vibe and affinity for this place. Also, the last time that we saw a major championship – Followed the week after with a shorter Pete Dye course at the Heritage. He, also, he there. What is that? Is weird, isn't it? What is it happening? It's kind of weird. So maybe it's a maybe it's a thing for Stuart Sink, but really, uh, he's just playing great, right? He said in his presser, like 
he, he feels so confident in the greens here where he's not really thinking about shots off the tee. He knows his lines. He's, he's just very much in a comfort zone here, not only with his game in general, but particularly at this course at TPC River Highlands, third in approach as well over yeah, the recently. Been, so, so yeah, I, I like Stuart Sink a lot this week. I'm going to go with him. I think he finishes, like I said, in that five, six dollar range. Well, not anymore because now you just talked him up. He's going to finish in the seven or eight dollar range. You better be careful. We better be careful with these market movers. Uh, penny stock time. I'm going with the one, the only Satoshi Kadaira, who is, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but he has now played in 17 cash markets. Average IPO, Joe, you want to take, you want to take any stab at what Satoshi Kadaira's Average IPO is over 17 cash markets. I'm going to say this is probably high, but probably like 235. You are right. It is high, but you're not that far off. $1.97. Wow. Under two bucks. Under two bucks for Satoshi Godaira. His last three starts, he returned. Let's see. He was 141 at the Wells Fargo. He returned 950. That's $8 profit a share. Byron Nelson, $2.15. He went to 850, $6.35 profit a share. And Palmetto Championship, people started to catch on. $3.40. He went to $6.67. Returned you a $3.27 profit. Short course requires accuracy. If you start looking at those proximity buckets that we were kind of very, very briefly alluding to earlier, where this turns into a wedge fest, he's one of the best guys in those ranges. Actually, believe it or not, Bryson's one of the worst guys in, in some of those really short ranges. Uh, but Satoshi Godaira, that that's his that's his jam right there. So uh, I, I don't know what he's going to end up going for because I think people are starting to catch on here a little bit, Joe. But I think for at least at least one more week, it's well deserved. Love it. For my penny stock this week, you know, he's projected in terms of the fair value projection right at like 289, I believe, coming in on four straight made cuts. Hank Lebiota. There he is. Uh, made the cut back to back years at this event. And he's just really dialed in when I sort of looked at the stats from basically 175 yards and in, rated out top five in the field for me just producing and giving people a ton of return in the jock market as well. Over the last four starts, I totaled it up plus 725% if you had Hank Lebiota shares over the last four events combined. So he's in great form. Uh, Penny stock pick of the week. I'm going Lebiota. There you go. That is your brand new first ever market mover segment. Hope that that is very helpful. And that was Joe's idea because he is very smart and I'm very proud of him. Good job, Joe. Uh, let's, you, go, <laughs> let's go back to the big board here. Uh, we've got a new man at the top. His name is Patrick Cantlay and he's $7.97. Uh, your guy, while you were talking, you, Paul Casey went up to $7.75. That's your fault. Uh, but let's talk about K uh, Cantlay here for a second because he is back on Pete Dye. Uh, he has uh, shot a 60 at this event. He's played well around TPC River Highlands. He seems to be out of his slump, and now everybody's back on Patrick Cantlay like nothing ever happened. Yeah, you're right. I, I Now that I'm seeing him up there, uh, now I see it uh, actually when I just refresh it, $8.88. So extremely popular, which I haven't felt the popularity in the sense of um, you know, and I've seen a lot of DraftKings stuff or betting stuff this week. So interesting to see him there. But I do see all the reasons why, like you mentioned, uh, got this sort of asterisk win at the Memorial there a couple of weeks ago. Great on Pete Dye courses. Was that 60 that he shot here as, as an amateur or was that one of his first events? Still, uh, he was an amateur. It was 2011 and it is still the lowest round by an amateur on the PGA Tour. Wow. 
Good stat. Yeah. We'll see where he finishes up. I'd be surprised if he if he finishes in the lead here and Dustin and Bryson don't catch him. Uh, but definitely interesting pick. Yeah, as you 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 said, I was already behind with that refresh after two minutes. Patrick Cantley up to 888, Paul Casey up to 876, and then Abraham Answer filling the third spot at the moment. I think most people are have a have a very positive sentiment towards Abraham Answer. I get it. This is probably one of the handful of courses that we have on the PGA Tour where he would be one of the better fits because he gains strokes off the tee, but he's not very long. So Answer's here, and I imagine he's going to be in the top five or six when this night's over. No doubt about it. Yeah, the sentiment has been there on him all week in terms of popularity. So I don't expect any different here. Uh, that feels like, I don't know. Let me see where I have him targeted. Yeah, projected. while you do that, while you do that, remember that we are in the IPO phase right now. Uh, in about 20 minutes, this market's going to close. It closes right before 9 p.m. Eastern time. We're, we're in the phase where you can bid on shares of golfers. That's why these prices are moving. Then, of course, their final position will determine what their final stock price is. If you have not deposited yet, use the code POWER. And if you want to win $20, we're giving out 80 more. Make sure your jock market username is in the chat. What do you got on answer, Joe? 825 is the target price that I have for him, which would make him the sixth guy on the board this week. So he's still under that, which would, in in my world, sort of make him a buy. But the beauty of it is we're all in here together. You make your own decisions. <laughs> and at $8.25, uh, Joe would be asking Abraham Answer to finish 17th or better. That would be the translation there. A couple of guys that are also uh, catching steam this week. And 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 I say this week because we do this. It's cyclical. We we like guys you know every week. We forget about them the next. Keegan Bradley is $6. I would lump in Brian Harmon into this mix, uh, $5.56, excuse me. And I would also lump in Kevin Streelman, $5.02 into that list. Yeah, they're all kind of in a weird spot this week where they're they're really a lot higher on the odds board than we're used to seeing. I think most of that comes down to um, this course just is such a great fit for them, not only course history-wise, but the strengths of their game would align with what would make you successful at TPC River Highlands? Where do you kind of stand on on these three this week? Because I'm a little nervous paying this high price for them. You know, a price that you're not used to paying in an IPO, you're going to almost, it feels like, get close to doubling this week on some of these guys. Yeah, I've been very bullish on Keegan Bradley during this putting resurgence, and I still kind of feel that way. If he can marry the putting with the ball striking at a place that he's had good success and he's back in New England, I'm cool with that. The one that kind of alerted my ears was was Brian Harmon. And I, I Harmon was one of the names I wrote down on Saturday last week of like, okay, can't wait to see what this number is. Very interested in Harmon. And then I got blown away by the number. You know, he was shorter to win this golf tournament in some places than Finau and Scheffler and 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 I'm just like, I like Brian Harmon a lot, but feels 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 pricey and and i imagine the sentiment in the jock market's going to be the same so i unfortunately re- and maybe regrettably will not have much investment into brian Harmon this week yeah i don't think so either already he's, he's probably already cleared yeah i have a target on him at seven dollars and ten cents so he's going to go well above that he like is is he you think of him as a shorter hitter but you look at some of those great finishes that he has and they've been on longer courses, actually. He's had a really good track record in U.S. Opens. He's played well at the Wells Fargo, which was really long. So even though he's not the longest off the tee, I think that his long iron game is sort of his strength more so than than pitching wedge nine iron. 
Paul Casey and Patrick Cantlay have smashed through the $9 mark. They are on the move. They're moving in one direction, and they are moving in that direction very, very quickly. At the bottom of the $5 range, Joe, are two big boy names, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka. $5.05 for Brooks Kepka, $5.01 for Bryson DeChambeau. I must I guess there are a lot of questions around these guys. Bryson, how will he react to the absolute meltdown on Sunday at the US Open and Brooks with it not being a major championship? Ironically, right next to each other <laughs> on of the course. board. Uh, of course, should. wouldn't have it any other way. Look, I have a lot and I'm team Brooks, everyone knows this, but I have a lot less concerns about going back to Bryson here. Um I I don't know what exactly happened to him, but I feel like he's going to be able to to pretty easily shake that off. Uh, Brooks, it's just it's 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 not so much a motivation thing as it is just an overall focus. Like I feel like he breaks the PGA Tour season down into essentially four weeks. Um, his entire year is is four weeks, and everything in between that is just sort of building and trying to peak for those four weeks, which is the major championships, which he's been very honest and sort of told us about. A lot of these other guys, I think, can kind of get get caught in the grind of every week. I'm in a different state. I'm on a new plane. I've got to prepare. I've got to put in the same workload and effort every single week. And it, it's got to wear on you a little bit. Uh, versus that's why I think he comes in so fresh mentally and, and energized for the major championships and focused. Um, so I'm just not really, you know, there's a price here for anybody. So at the $5 range, both of these guys are a surefire buy for me. We'll see where they end up. Yeah, we'll see where they end up. I'm going to give the board a refresh because we are seeing a lot of movement here. And Joe, while I do that, how about this? Michael Van Veen has dropped a super chat on us. He says, thank you very much for all the content. Enjoy a cold beverage on me. Wow. How about what is that? that? He, uh, Michael dominated in the jock market last week. You probably saw I know his name on top of the leaderboard. How about that? Good for him. Thank you, Michael. Much appreciated. Thank uh, you. While we're in the giving spirit, let me give away 20 more dollars to the jock market. This one going out to limited edition. Logan Dirksen. Congratulations. That's an easy username to say. Uh, limited edition. You get it. We've got three more $20 jock bucks to give out. Make sure your username is in the chat. We are about 17-ish minutes away from this IPO phase closing, and we are continuing to see movement here, Joe. Let's get back to let's get back to the big board. Let's see. Brooks 505. That's where he was. Okay, Bryson already moved up a dollar and a quarter. So he is on the move. Uh, a little bit further down. Are you a believer in one Ricky Fowler who I understand it is a small sample size, and I understand it's only two events, but those are the best two back-to-back events he's had in about 18 months. I kind of am. Um, I, You know, it, it's all going to depend on where that sort of price shakes out because there's guys underneath him who I like a little bit more this week, namely Patrick Reed. I'd feel much more comfortable going with at a cheaper price right now, but we'll see where that finishes. But look, Ricky, like he's he talked and was very open and honest about – how the additional motivation that's there by watching essentially uh, two of the last three majors on the couch. He's got a young baby on the way now. So I think that the things in, in life are sort of coming into perspective a little bit for Ricky here. He's mentioned, I heard him say that he's sort of back to swinging his old way and, and playing golf and just going out there 
in, in playing golf and not playing golf swing, which I think is, is very much more natural for him. The putters kind of turned itself around. Yeah. I can get behind Ricky this week. What about you? I think so too. Um, I'm very much on the record of saying when Ricky lost the putter stroke, that's when everything got lost. When golfers lose their best weapon, it is you put so much more pressure on the rest of your game. It's it, it can spiral. It can really spiral out of control. And we're starting to see gains there again. We're starting to see him stabilize the rest of his game. And I think that's a really good sign. So yes, I am probably more bullish on Ricky this week and over the next couple of weeks than I have been in quite some time. So we'll certainly be keeping a close eye on him. Patrick Reed, 403. That's not going to stay anywhere close to that. Uh, I don't think we need to spend too much time on that. I want to get down to some of the, the less expensive guys here. Okay, down in the $3 range, uh, Siwoo Kim, who we know absolutely destroys uh, Pete Dye courses. We've got Taylor Gooch. We've got Charlie. We've got Charlie Hoffman, Tony Finau. There are, there are some certainly viable names down in this area. Yeah, all has seemed very quiet on Tony Finau this week, who who we've noted many times is like the perfect player in all a lot of aspects for the jock market because you don't have to finish first. That's true. Like if he finishes sixth, he's going to pay out great. Um, Finau's down there. Ches Reeves, another guy that I kind of have a little bit of interest in because he's had a couple of strung a couple of good weeks together. Former, I believe he won this event in 2018 or 2019. And then Emiliano Grillo, um, he's playing well too. So those guys all right there around the $3 range with, are all sort of on my short list uh, coming into the next 15 minutes here. Let's see if we can find – there was a question in the chat about Mackenzie Hughes. Let me see who asked it. J.G. Funk asked about Mackenzie Hughes. He's uh, $2.63 at the moment. I'll give that a refresh in just a minute. Of course, the big week at the U.S. Open, his T15, which might have been a little bit disappointing because he faded on Sunday, was still worth plenty of ROI here in the jock market. I don't think I'm all that excited, Joe. I mean, the guy missed five cuts coming in. He played well for three rounds. He gave a lot of it back on Sunday. I'm not sure what I'm hanging my hat on with an investment in Mackenzie Hughes. Yeah, especially when you see like a lot of it came from hitting like 70 foot putts, which is which is kind of what he does, right? It's kind of his MO. I, the, his art, yeah, the argument is that's what he does, but it's not sustainable week after week. I don't think so. And I think that the numbers, when you look at his, his recent finishes sort of bear that out. There's a lot, a lot of missed cuts in there. So I don't necessarily feel comfortable with, with going with Hughes shares this week. All right. I want to give the top of the board a refresh here. So Cantley and Casey haven't moved. They are at $9 and five cents. There's a chance they stay somewhat close to that. We've kind of seen this over the course of uh, however many jock markets we've done now that uh, some guys jump up and then you, they don't get touched for the last five minutes. Some guys don't get touched. And then in the last five minutes, yeah. it goes absolutely insane. Uh, Abraham answer $7.39, which if you're backing Abraham answer at that price, you're asking him to finish about inside the top 20 or so to make you money. Bryson DeChambeau is starting to fly up the board a bit, $7.01. The only guy that he loses a tie to is Dustin Johnson because Bryson DeChambeau is the number two ranked golfer. Harris English is here. You know, I, I skipped over him the first time, Joe. So I'm going to grab him on, on, on this time through. He posted three under. It got better and better throughout the afternoon. Played well at the Palmetto Championship. Top 15 there. But for the most of 2021, English hasn't been good. What's, our, what's, what's the pulse on, on him right now? Yeah, so I can remember when we did we did shows right after sort of uh, Century where he won, and I was very much like 
the stock price is too high on Harris English. It's sell, sell, sell. I'm starting to come back around to it because particularly last week, you know, going for $4.23, which was one of the lower prices that we've ever seen him go for. It, it was a very attractive number for him at seven bucks. You know, I think that he's sort of either right at or getting very close to that sort of threshold for me in terms of uh, a little bit too high. I think that there's other guys who have have been proven to be a little bit more consistent of late that you can get for for a little bit cheaper this week. But awesome finish last week for him. He's he's a class player, so I expect him you know to play well and kind of keep it rolling. Seven dollars would essentially be asking him to finish twenty second or better. While I'm looking at this. I've I've got the guy here, the guy that no one has whispered on, the guy that uh, probably breaks the slate, probably ruins the jock market. I think it might be Cam Smith. Um, it was very easy. I I don't have his logs in front of me. I could pull them up here, Joe. But like, it was very easy for me. He's coming off of two missed cuts, and it was very easy to look at those and say probably unlikely to happen again. I forget if he. Hemorrhaged a bunch of strokes around the green at the U.S. Open. I forget what he did, but it was like it was so uncharacteristic. This is a guy who is uh, much better long term than a lot of these golfers in this field, and no one seemingly wants action on him. He's three dollars and seventeen cents at the moment. I'm going to refresh that and see what we get. Nobody's on him. You're right. I think you just gave him the bump that he may have needed this week. But listen, you made a lot of valid points. He's basically bleeding strokes scrambling which is what he does like that's where he's gotten his victories that's where he was incredible and kind of broke through at the president's cup and his ability at the masters when he topped five in the fall to just seemingly find trouble off the tee and get himself in the hole for par from anywhere kind of lost that but scrambling is one of those things that's it's hard to quantify like a lot of it depends on the lie that you have did you end up one foot right and behind a tree or did you end up one foot left with a clear shot at the pin? You know what I mean? That's hard to sort of quantify when you look at strokes gain stats when you're missing the fairway. So I definitely feel like a bounce back could be in order for him this week. The one pause for concern is the course history is not great, Mm -hmm. but I think that that's sort of built into the reason that we're seeing him down here in the high $3 range, which is, which is very low for a guy of his talent level. Yeah, so I found it here. So he uh, missed the cut at the Memorial. He lost two and a half strokes putting. That's unusual. He's probably not going to do that very often. He fixed it immediately at Torrey Pines, but that's where he lost 5.8 around the greens, which is the worst in my database. That's probably not going to happen again. There's a really easy way. I I know I can spin this and say, oh, he missed the cut. It's not that big of a deal, but those are easy ones to kind of brush off and see what is going on for the next week. There's a question about Aaron Wise in the chat, and I want to see what Aaron Wise's um, current price is here, Joe. And I don't – did I miss him? Aaron, well, I'll have to search for him. But three, uh, I got 350 right now. Oh, wow. Maybe I got to keep scrolling for him. Really? Okay. While I find him, here he is. $4.06 is what I got on him. $4.06. Aaron Wise um, surprised me. He was a guy I kind of stumbled upon maybe last week as I was doing some research. And I was like, wow, he's actually playing a lot better than I thought. And some of his metrics have really started to get back to, was it, some, I think it's like summer of like 2019, which is when he was playing his best. So I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about Aaron Wise's chances this week. He's $4.06. Where are you standing on him? So 
I don't know if I'm there on Aaron Wise this week, but there are a lot of things to be positive about, particularly like the shorter distances. He kind of seems to have that dialed in. In shorter golf courses, you look at those finishes there at the Mayakoba and the Honda, two of his best tournaments this year, both relatively short golf courses. So um, I can get behind, you know, his also question had our guy Doc in there, and I am much higher on Doc this week. I think that uh, the form is really coming back together with him. I believe he had a, a top 10 or maybe he was just outside and finished 11th last year. Yeah, but but he's playing very well. I think that this is a great setup and course for him. And he's putting the ball pretty well. So I, I would lean Doc if all things being equal. But uh, like we've said many times, it's going to come down to the difference in price. All right, here's what we've got going on here. I've got $20 to give away. That right there is going to John. JJSPJ98, congratulations. We will get you set up with that. I have two more of those to give out. $40 more to give away to the jock market. Make sure your username is in the chat. We are also getting dangerously close to this IPO phase closing, Joe. We're probably five minutes or so out, five, six minutes. Usually closes a couple minutes before 9 o'clock. This is the time of night where we usually let you go do your thing. Now, you got, I believe, seven of seven through the cut line at the U.S. Open. So I imagine last week was pretty good for you. Yeah, I got a little extra money in the account this week. So you know how it works. We're going to dump it all right back in this week and see if we can turn another profit. Uh, Same strategy as always. Going to try to take a couple up top, a couple in the middle, a couple down low. Um, end up in that sort of five to seven guy range. And, And as pricing sort of shakes out now, there's a lot of guys that look like have they really attractive prices on them at this moment. But anyone who's done this long enough knows that this last five to seven minutes is is rapid fire flurry guys shooting up the board very quickly. So you got to have quick fingers. You got to be ready to pull the trigger on your targets. And, and it's go time. It's go time. Let's do it. That's my cue. Joe, go do your thing. It is uh, by my count, 853. We have seen... This uh, market close, 857, 858, sometimes 859, depending on how late it goes. But we are now in the heat of it, and we are seeing some of the jock market numbers move. Cantlay and Casey still at the top, 905, 901. They have not moved in about 15 minutes. Uh, I can't imagine they're going to stay there, but I'm not sure how much juice is left to be squeezed. Dustin Johnson is making up the gap. He is $8 at the moment. He is our defending champion. He is our number one pre-ranked golfer, which means if he is in a tie with anyone at any position, he is getting that position's full payout. If you are investing in Dustin Johnson at $8, you're asking him to finish 18th or better. If you're willing to go up to $10, that would be 12th or better. Hey, maybe you're willing to go to $13. That's 7th or better. Abraham answer is climbing now $7.39. Bryson DeChambeau added a quarter, $7.26. We'll see the level of concern around Bryson bouncing back from his meltdown at the U.S. Open. Scotty Scheffler and Harris English round out the $7 team. I'm on record as saying Scotty Scheffler is my pick to win. I'm picking a guy who's never won on the PGA Tour. How does how I wonder how that's possibly going to go this week. I'm sure it'll go beautifully. Tony Finau, one win, one win. 2016 Puerto Rico Open, $6.51. More expensive than Brooks Kepka at the moment. Are you guys worried about the major 
or non-major narrative? Because it certainly seems like you are. Keegan Bradley, Brian Harmon check in at $6.25 each, while Kevin Streelman is hanging at $6.15. We haven't spent an ounce of oxygen on Joaquin Neiman this evening. I made the argument against Joaquin Neiman last week, thanks to his sour around the green game. My argument for Joaquin Neiman this week is... If you're having to get up and down for par at TPC River Highlands, you are probably in trouble anyway. So don't worry too much about that. I'm going to give the board a refresh here. Maybe one or two more refreshes before we get into this. But it is, by my clock, 8.55, which means that in the next two or three minutes, this IPO phase is going to close. Joe, hard at work, making his bids, trying to outbid you guys on his favorite golfers. Seemingly unsuccessfully. He doesn't look that excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting robbed. I'm losing shares. I'm trying to make up ground here in the last couple minutes. All right. Get get after it. Here's the new big board again. No movement from the two PCs. That's Cantlay and Casey. Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau, they are on the move. DJ at 888, Bryson at 845. Massive jump from Patrick Reed, about $2 over the last couple of minutes. He's now 755. He's now the fifth most expensive golfer. Brooks Kepka, thank you. Finally got the jump into 750. We'll see where he goes after this. Abraham Answer extending a little bit. Harris English still hanging at that $7 mark. And Scotty Scheffler moving up with Abraham Answer as well. Siwoo Kim down here at $5.55 with Camps. Smith. Thank you. I was able to get a couple more dollars on Cam Smith. He's currently $5.55, but my man, Matt Wolf, still hanging at five and a half. Uh, This is a guy who looked very much like his 2020 self last week. If he can continue that, he is worth way more than $5.50, which is essentially asking him to finish 31st or better at a place that rewards you for excellent play off the tee. We are at 857. I'm going to try to give this board one more refresh. We have seen these IPO closes now, early, very early at an 857. It can close at any moment now. So we are in that time frame, and I'm going to try to give this one more update because we've got a new, oh my goodness, we've got some movement at the top. Patrick Cantlay has extended. He's $9.55. If you're a buyer of Patrick Cantlay at 955, you're asking him to finish 13th or better. There are only two golfers that break a tie ahead of Patrick Cantlay. They are Dustin Johnson. They are Bryson DeChambeau. Speaking of Dustin Johnson, ding, 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 ding. we're done. Speaking of Dustin Johnson, we're done. All right. <laughs> ring the, the bell. IPO, the IPO phase is closed. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Okay, so that was uh, uh, on the earlier side. Still 857 by my count. So that yeah, was on the earlier definitely. side, Joe. For sure. That definitely was early. Um, that's one of the earlier ones we've seen at 857. That's right at the start of the mark. Um, for those of you that are new, there's sort of a 90-second window where this can close at any time just to make sure – Ensure fairness, right? So that nobody has the the bots set up to to essentially bid guys in and put all their their money in at the very last second. So it's randomized. Uh, this week we got an early one, which which tends to what we see with these early closes is you you get lower prices, which creates some, maybe some more trading in game and gives people a little bit more money in the account to work with. Also presents a ton of upside throughout the tournament as well. We're going to get into Joe's portfolio for this week. We're going to look at the big board. I'm giving it a second to refresh, make sure I have all the data. So what I'll do in the meantime is I will give out $20 to the jock market. That one is going to go to, oh yeah, Chris Metcalf. Congratulations. We'll get you all set up with that. And I've got 20 more dollars to give out. We'll give it away at the end of the show before we get out of here. So make sure your username is in the chat. All right. I'm going to give me one second here, Joe. I want to make sure I have the most up-to-date numbers on the big board. 
I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm not going to speculate. I'm just going to wait until I have the final numbers here. But I think I think Cantlay was the the top dog. Let me see if I can pull it here. Mine's not pulling up right now, but I believe so as well. All right, we will. Let me just give this one more refresh here. Uh, I'm having trouble connecting to the board. So here's what we'll do. We'll let's talk through your portfolio here, Joe, and I'll figure out this big board. Okay. Here's what Wait, I got. By the way, hold up before you do that. Here were your shares last week: seven for seven through the cut. McElroy, Decky, Scotty, Woodland, Phil, Bubba, and Guido, the money maker on the end there. That's a lot of made cuts right there. Seven for seven's tough. I picked up some shares too of Paul Casey in the middle of the tournament for like six bucks. So those closed up pretty well as well. So great week for me last week. Let's see if we can run it back here this week. Um, starting at the top, I look, I only ended up with four shares of him because it, a lot of it went down at the very end. But I got a couple of shares of Brooks. I'll throw that in there. Seven seventy five. Neiman and Answer uh, were my next two guys. So Answer at 769 was kind of well under that 850 target that I talked about having for him, 825 target that I talked about having. In Neiman, uh, concerns are there for me, but a guy that's been very popular in the jock market in previous weeks, so going back there, did end up with some shares on, I'm trying to remember, was it mid-cap? On my mid-cap pick of the week, Stu Sink? Stu Sink, that's right, your mid-cap pick of the week, of course. That's right. Um, how about Max Homa? Five dollars and ten cents. You said you talked to Max this week. How are we feeling? How are we feeling on checking Max's temperature? Yeah, I did. we we didn't really talk much about golf. To be quite honest with you, we talked about everything else. But uh, seemed to be seemed to be in very good spirits. I think he is. Uh, he was saying he was working hard on a short game. He knew that that was a, a spot that he has uh, hemorrhaging strokes. He was he was very thoughtful and very data aware. And he was very much looking at his strokes gain around the green numbers. He was like, we gotta, we gotta fix something with this. So I know he's out there. I know he's out there working hard. I had him in a couple of matchups last week and it was interesting because I, I watched, you know, he was in the feature group there with Phil. It didn't seem like he was too far off. Um, just had a couple of bad holes, made one like eight, which really cost him, but sort of moving on the rest of the guys that I got, I got a lot of guys this week. Grio. Okay. Reevy. Ooh, defend or not defending champ, past champ. Past champ, 364, cheap price on him. Uh Kisner at 333. And then my my sort of pennies bottom pick of the week at two bucks a share was was Peter Malnati. So full portfolio this week. Ended up with more guys than I thought. But but when you have that early close, sometimes you get the the relatively soft pricing, which I think we saw on a lot of these guys. Okay, cool. So Joe's portfolio, Brooks, Neiman, Answer, Sink, Homa, Grillo, Reevy, uh, Kisner, excuse me, and Peter Malnati. That is Joe's portfolio. And I do have I do have the final price in here. So here we go. Patrick Cantley did end as the most expensive golfer, $9.55. Are you surprised by that? Very surprised by that, are you? Very surprised by that. Yeah, not that I don't, not that awesome. I don't like Patrick Cantlay. Not that I don't. I'm just, I think that speaks a lot more to the sentiment around Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka this week, which makes me think, again, that one of my favorite parts about the jock market is it's pure sentiment. Put your money where your mouth is. That's all it says. Put your money where your mouth is, which makes me think on your favorite fantasy site. Come tomorrow morning on lock, those guys might be less than than you think they are. I think so too. Yeah. Especially DJ at the high price point there. 
$9.20 for DJ, sort of right behind him. That's a high price for Cantlay. Paul Casey broke through that $9 mark and just kind of hovered there. Um, Brooks at eight eight, Brooks at seven seventy five. So only really three guys clearing the or four guys clearing the eight dollar mark this week. So um, you know we've seen that, that that gives a lot of room for sort of upside. Should one of these guys be able to pull a victory? Brooks, Answer, Reed, Scheffler. These guys that are all pretty high on the odds boards, right around that twenty to one mark, um, should have a pretty good win equity rate in them. Uh, and at seven dollars, you know, in pricing gives you a lot of room to sort of triple your money on a victory for them. So let's look through our market movers here. So Paul, our blue chips, you had Paul Casey. I had Bryson DeChambeau. They finished right next to each other. Paul Casey at $9, Bryson at $8.88, which is essentially asking them both to finish around 14th or better. You did not get any shares of Casey, but that, that, how would you, so it's obviously maybe not a price you were willing to pay, or did you just kind of get sniped on him? Yeah, I just thought that there was I just thought that there was more room between my target price on some of the other guys. Like Casey, I had I'll tell you right here, I had it at 925. He was actually the third guy on my board this week, so it was close to that mark. And Brooks, who I ended up getting was 875. So he was a full dollar below my target. Answer was a full dollar below my target. So those guys I just felt like there was more more legs in them. Our mid caps were Matthew Wolf and Stuart Sink. Wolf went for five fifty one. Sink went for four sixty one. So essentially, that would be Wolf having to finish thirty first or better. Sink having to finish about thirty eighth or better. You did get shares of Stuart Sink, so I imagine. Um, I, I mean, I'd be pretty happy to pay both those prices on those guys. Yeah, I think I, I've got Stuart Sink in every market possible this week. I've got an outright on him at, at 100 to 1. I've got him in the jock market. I'm going to have some some DraftKings as well on him. So so high on Stuart Sink this week. We, we know how that usually ends up going, but we'll see how it shakes out. My penny stock uh, probably got out of penny stock range, and I imagine this is you know the one week to play him before things go super south. Satoshi Kodaira, 401, and yours was Hank Lebiota, who ended up going for TCM? Yes, I do. Two dollars. Wow, two dollars and eighty-eight cents. So you're essentially asking him to finish fifty-third or better. Yeah. Pretty good. I missed it. I wish I would have got some shares at that price. I saw I had some in very early on. I think at like a two fifty target price and got outbid, and it kind of got up to that two eighty number, and then just kind of hovered there, and and I sort of ignored it, thinking that it was going to continue going up. But these are the types of things we see. You know, the last five minutes is crazy. You can't get everybody. So, um, but yes, yeah, good price there. Two eighty eight seems like a, a he could potentially move some markets there at two eighty eight. The official jock market account checks in and says the mid the mid cap tier is the Charlie Hoffman tier. <laughs> yes, sponsored by Chuck Hoffman. <laughs> we got they got to get a, a, a JM logo, the old jock market logo on his bag. That's got to be that's got to be the next step for uh, for old Chuck Hoffman there. No doubt, yeah, that's awesome stuff. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any notables here. So Fowler did go for 550. He was right. This is kind of an interesting tier here. Wolf, who I think there's a lot of question marks about. Fowler, who I think there's a lot of question marks about, and then Bubba Watson, your three-time champion, five dollars and twenty-nine cents. That's kind of and Cam Smith, five fifty-five. Wow, this is a pretty. I, I would not be surprised to see a lot of money made in the mid fives this week. Yeah, Bubba, right there. You know what I'm saying? Like Bubba has that. He played well last week. Like after I think the second round, he was in third on yeah. Friday at one point. So. 
you know, coming back to a place with, what does he have, two or three victories here? Three of them. Three victories here, so we know he's got an affinity for the course. Um, showed glimpses of form last week. We know that he can sort of get get hot, and, and he's very crafty sort of around the greens and, and has a lot of those sort of shapes in his mind uh, that he can hope to, to replicate this week at TPC River Highlands. So interesting price there for him going right under like Fowler, Wolf, Cam Smith. Trying to see if there's anything else here. Um, yeah, our boy Doc 469. The one guy that I will be very interested in is Garrick Higo. I just don't know what to expect. When you when you come over and win your second PGA Tour event, uh, and then, of course, miss the cut, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm just interested to see what kind of player he turns into. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'm interested in him. Um, you know, Guido obviously has some interest in seeing how he plays this week. But a couple of guys that just are a little, you know, in this type of field seem to sort of stick out in their price range for me. Older guys, veterans of the PGA Tour, um, have won big-time events before. Adam Scott and Justin Rose, both in the low $4 range. I know Rose played terrible last week, but, you know, was, was played really well at the PGA Championship, played really well at the Masters, was leading the Masters through three rounds. Adam Scott... I don't know. Like we, there's so many question marks around him, but is the upside potentially there? Maybe. Um, just interesting to see them down there in the low fours next to guys like Carlos Ortiz and Harold Varner and Kadira and these guys. You know, these are big names. I got to see what Adam Scott's been up to uh, because he has been, yeah. So he's been very consistent. He doesn't miss a lot of cuts or anything, but he finishes a lot between like 18th and 35th. And I wanted to see like, this is probably the only format in which you could consistently make money on any golfer who finishes like, like you could make money on Vince Whaley who finished between 26th and 35th. He pays out no bets anywhere. He'll never hit a top 20 top 10 for never in a matchup, but this is a market you could make money on him. Same thing with Adam Scott, right? In theory, you could make money on him. Now, people have not because they've been on the wrong side of it. The, the weeks that he's played poorly, just, you know, the set, the sentiment and the, the value hasn't lined up. But it's these types of golfers that are, and there's a lot of them, right, Joe? There's a million of these guys that are never contending for victories, rarely pay out top fives, top tens, top twenties, that if you're, if they're just outperforming the expectation that week, there's money to be made. Hundred percent, yeah. Adam Scott seems like one of those guys. You know, I know he played decently well at the Memorial. He had interesting comments ahead of Tory, where he said that he felt like, he, in all honesty, that the game was was very close. And I know a lot of these guys will say this often, but um, there seemed to be a, a, I sensed a little bit of sincerity there in his in his tone. Um, just couldn't really get anything quite going last week, and you know that he really wanted to. But when you look at you know, right inside of a hundred yards, like that sort of 50 to a hundred yard range. He's good as, he's as good as anybody at getting it close to the hole. Maybe this is a week for him to sort of pop. It's definitely a good price. Definitely a good price. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give away our final $20 in the jock market. Before I do that, go ahead, hit the like button. Goes a long way for us. Costs you nothing. Much appreciated. That final $20 goes out to Ryan. Congratulations. We will get you all set up. That is our $100 that we give away each and every week, which means there's only one thing left to do, Joe. It's to put a bow on it, man. I'm, ex I'm excited for this week. Travelers is a low-key 
very, very good events. The, the, the people up in, in Connecticut do a great job. They take this event seriously. I'm excited. Yeah, no doubt about it. You mentioned very early on in the show that we've seen a whole different sort of skill sets uh, win and compete here, which which makes these weeks, I think, like extra special or however you want to call it for, for people like us who follow the industry really closely, who it's not just run to the counter with the top one, two, three, four guys on the board that everybody's heard of. There's a lot of names that you can find down in the lower ranges here that can end up turning you a great profit. Um, and it was another great week. I can't wait till next Wednesday. Do it all over again, buddy. Next Wednesday, we'll be right back here. Same time, same place. If you have not deposited yet, come on. What are you doing? Use the code POWER. It'll get you up to a $50 deposit bonus, and we'll give away more cash next week. But for now, follow Joe. You can find him at Tour Picks. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been your Jock Market Power Hour. See you next Wednesday.